So tonight I'm here with David Carson with Sammy's Mission. But David, before we get into this, I do want to kind of lit sit this up here. I don't know if everybody can see this, but uh, this is naloxone, Narcan. If anybody needs this, uh, and if you're a recovery housing operator or if you're in a recovery house and you don't have this, contact us. We'll get you some. This is what it looks like. We'll show you how to use it. If you're a parent, whatever it may be, um, we'll get that out to you. But tonight, with no further ado, I'm here with David Carson of Sammy's Mission. David, um, thank you. I just want to thank you. Uh, you know, we've been talking for a while. I want to thank you for everything um, that you do in the community. I've told you this a few times as we've kind of kind of got to know each other you kind of remind me of me before i got tired <laughs> if i can say that and um you know i know a lot about what you're going through this is not this is not an easy initiative um but i, I, I first and foremost i want to say thank you uh but anyway tell us a little bit i know a little bit about your story just from out here in the community um tell us a little bit about your journey in recovery so mike i i growed up like an ordinary kid excelled in sports and just growed up like a kid should in early childhood and i made some bad choices when i <laughs> when i was later on in high school and one thing led to another man and before you know it i was a hopeless addict you know it started with pain pills and then it led to one thing to another meth heroin and done all that but um just that road of darkness and and being lost that's what got me to the with recovery you know I, I remember writing a letter in jail six years ago to my aunt and i told her then that god had put a calling on my life to help other drug addicts and i was in locked up at the time when i wrote this i didn't know that i was going to be sitting here talking to you today about it you know <laughs> but um yeah just god laid it on my heart to do so and you know i haven't gotten high since <laughs> man and that's that is wonderful and I, and I can tell that the more I get to know you is I do believe that God has called you to do this I, I really do and that's one of the things I'm, I'm really grateful we were we were joking around with Todd Todd's our producer and he does this and this is part of what this is a gift that he has to do this uh, this podcast yeah, sure. well, and it, well I mean and you and I were sitting here thinking man we never thought we'd be on something like as cool as, <laughs> I mean look at the graphics and all the things that he does and and uh, we're just we're very very blessed sure. uh, to have him and, and to be able to do this and and um, but just a little bit about like how Sammy's mission came about. There is actually a Sammy, right? Yes, sir. Sammy yeah. Johnson was his name. Okay. Yeah. How yeah. did Sammy's mission kind of come up? And how long have y'all been around? Like a couple of years now, right? Sammy's mission. Yeah. November of 2020, we filed for our 501c. Right. So you're relatively new. Yeah. And, we opened our first house in March of last year. And doing and doing a darn good job. How, and you got like four houses right now, right? 
three. Yeah, we got four houses. Four houses four. with twenty-four yeah, just, million. Uh, he, yeah, Todd thought it was three, but no, he t- he just opened up another. He's got four houses. He's rocking and yeah. rolling. But how did Sammy's mission kind of come about? So I was in treatment probably seven, eight years ago, and um, I met a friend of mine there. We just clicked. We was there for probably six months together and we was like best friends inseparable we worked together it was a place where we worked and paid our own way you know and uh, we just became real good friends and like brothers <laughs> and um i got kicked out and the day after i got kicked out he left and i i really wasn't ready i come back up to greenville and me and him hooked back up and we run the streets up here for a long time, but he was like my brother. The last time I seen him was over off in South Pleasantburg. I had a little bit of money in my pocket and I was like, man, I can't do it anymore. And I handed him my money and I left. And that was the last time I seen him. I went to treatment. He told me he loved me. He said, man, go get clean. I was going to treatment then. And when I was, I was there about a month and they come up there and told me that he'd passed away. And, where did you where did you go you went to treatment here in greenville did did you go to miracle hill i did i went to miracle Good. hill overcomers yeah. and and that and 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 and, and kind of just real quick miracle hill's really well known here it's a pretty big program uh faith-based yeah. program but let me tell you something they've helped a lot of people including you haven't they <laughs> they Don't, saved they, my life they <laughs> saved they saved your life i think it's um hey shout out to miracle hill um, yeah, and sure. I read uh, the guy that um, owns Miracle uh, doesn't own Miracle Hill, but uh, Reed Layman. Yeah, he's helped me. That's who's helped me. He's let me, the one that, uh, David, let me tell you something. Read his book uh, on uh, on God's Watch or something like that. It's amazing. Did you read that book? I did. I read a little bit of it. Yeah. Does it? It, it does it? For me, I remember reading it, and I could. You just feel so much of what I was doing and where he was at, and and it, it, it's a great book and it was really inspirational. But Reed Layman started, uh, actually Miracle started Hill. Miracle Hill. Yeah, he sure mm-hmm. did. And then the Overcomers part is what you came through, and then they actually. Do, do you know the name of the women's program? They've just kind of opened a women's Renault. program. Renewal. 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 I, you know what? Somebody yeah. called me last night and uh, and and needed a, uh, something for and, and uh, wanted something faith based and all. I said, man, that's great. And I hooked them up with Renewal. So yeah, absolutely fantastic. And and you open this to kind of honor your buddy, right? That he didn't make it. I did. <laughs> right. No. Yeah, and a lot of my friends didn't make it. Haven't made it. <laughs> a lot of my friends haven't made it either. And 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 it, I mean, it's been especially. I mean, last year we were talking about this before the show. I mean, we've lost a hundred thousand people to preventable overdose last year. And, and I and and I know you've lost a bunch of friends, but it's good that you're doing this to honor him. Um, and, and so real quick and we, you know, what kind of, like, what kind of services does Sammy's, what does Sammy's mission do? Okay. Like, where do you get your folks mainly off the street from detox? I mean, how does that work? So, uh, we try to deal with, uh, other, uh, rehabs that don't provide transitional homes. Okay, that's a pretty important part in recovery. It was for me because yes. if you, if you'd have took me and put me in treatment somewhere, 
And when I got out of treatment, I had to go back to the same toxic lifestyle that I was living in. I would, I mean, I didn't stand a chance. You know what I mean? But we get a lot of them out of other treatment centers. Quite, a, I've gotten a few out of jail. Yeah. It's been sober a little while. You know what I mean? And yeah. Just, Todd, I, I've met a lot of people over the last five years, man. And I mean, people reach out to me daily, man. It's crazy. I know. You know, and I know. And I don't pray to, I don't, I don't, I'm not one of these guys that's just trying to fill a bed. I pray for the right men to come along that, that want recovery. You know what I mean? And I try to help everybody. I'll get them somewhere, but. Yeah, you're just trying to get it done and that's that's what i love about you and and personally i mean i don't know i've i've been doing this a while but that's that's the reason i want to help you and and todd mm-hmm. and i we we want to help you and however we can and but when they come in um so they come in okay and, and i want you like once we start sharing this out and people can once they come in they have nothing right for the most part they may come in from jail they may come in off the street they may come in uh detox but you i mean they have to kind of be substance free um for a while but they pretty much come in with the clothes on their back man i know i did this for years and they and they come in like they they live out of a trash bag kind of thing right yeah, that's why I showed up with a trash bag. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they, a lot of them. Yeah, some of them don't have nothing. You know, some of these guys just got locked up. Uh, Todd, they, the Mike, they lost everything they have. They that's don't right. Have nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah. remember. I remember living out of my car in Myrtle Beach, and, and, yeah. and everything had everything I owned in a trash bag. So here they are, and I and I and I and I, and I, and I want people to understand this. This man is taking these folks. Okay. And they come to him, they have nothing. I mean, so you got to help them. I mean, like, man, you know, I had to help him get everything from toothbrushes to soap to toiletries to... Um, socks, underwear. Socks, under- <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, okay? I bet you and Mandy, a lot of times you pull that out of your pocket, don't you? So now we have uh, some private donors and church, a couple of churches to help us. But when we started, Mike, that's yeah. that's the way we started. We were sitting in our kitchen table <laughs> in there, and we took a couple hundred dollars and put it in a savings account, open up <laughs> Sammy's mission. <laughs> Listen, that's so funny because I started, you know, and I've recently uh, kind of retired from housing, but we started Freedom Recovery Center, Renee and I, with $150 and a, and a defunct halfway house kind of thing. And it was yeah. the same exact thing. And, um, you know, it's not people actually think, and, and I know this is kind of further down the line, but they think that, you get state and federal funding. We're not going to go there just yet because that's kind of <laughs> – but the point I'm trying to make is um, it's like you said, you and Mandy, and now you work. You, you work you – work, you have a tree service business, right? Yes, Grace Tree Service. Right. Plug it, man. Plug it. Um, and – but this is – so this is not something you're getting rich off of. I mean, it's just they, – they come to you. They have – they have nothing, you know, to their name, and you got to kind of help them get to that point, and they get a place to stay, and now you got to get them a job, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah, we try to find them a good place to job, uh, a safe, that's another thing, finding a safe 
environment for these guys to work in. And <laughs> and, and let mean? me ask you this, David, because um, because you say a lot, you have some that come out of jail, you have them come from all these different directions. A lot of them obviously have records. Is that a struggle to get them jobs? So in some places it is. I've had I've run into that quite a few times. I run into it myself when I was getting out of treatment, you know. But um, we got a few places that that believe in what we're doing, and and the guys is, that went before them has laid the path that these guys that they work for believe in them. You know what I mean? We got a yeah. pretty good reputation with the employees we work with now. That was, yeah. and that's yeah. That's actually a question I had. You know, are there are there any co-ops out there? Like, you know, obviously you guys are you know faith based, so you're pretty involved with uh, having the churches involved with your organization. You know, yeah. I'm sure within the church there is plenty of you know small mm-hmm. business owners to medium that's size to large. You know, so I know that you know I myself have been you know through a couple of recovery homes where they've had like a co-op program. Like you know, typically your first couple months, you know, you're focusing on your recovery and then you know they can give you a list of of people that they're associated with and have a good rapport and so that that's do you find that being healthy uh having those one-on-one connections rather than trying to send them to like a labor ready or or something like that yeah we don't we don't do the labor ready thing we we got connections that people and when we first started people was like well i don't know you know what i mean but now that they see what we got going on and it's structured they they getting involved i don't have we really don't have a problem with that at this time we don't i remember i had a i had a lady for years when i did the same thing you were doing and then i kind of phased out of it for the last few years of my illustrious career <laughs> but i had one i had one lady that would help us and we had a couple we had like two or three places and we had we had to keep it within a route because you couldn't have yeah. like everybody running. Then you provide transportation. Is that right? At every house, we we we, we try to. We actually just went and bought our. We, we we got enough money where we could buy our second van today. A used old van. <laughs> that um. Well, I didn't say it's old. It's not. Ju- I swear <laughs> you sound just like me, Renee Todd. Renee Todd, are you watching this? If you are, you're call- <laughs> you're, you're probably sitting here going, you know, bless their hearts. I mean, we we like. We need to re- we need to go out and like take y'all to dinner or something because it, it th- this sounds so f- familiar and similar. <laughs> right. So you got four houses, you got two vans. You could really probably use four vans really per per house, right? We could, and um, yeah, a lot. Of, but the guys they look out for one another, Mike. They're like a family. Like, yeah, absolutely. Some of these guys, you know, we open our first house up in March, and we don't have a big turnover rate most of these guys has got their driver's license back yeah you know yeah. Did, did all that now they got vehicles well, that's what we're starting to see now but they they help one another out that's right? it, so, that's perfect that is perfect yeah. man i love this i mean this is like for people that don't know what's going on like this is down and in it recovery housing indigent guys like this is doing the deal right and yeah. there's not any insurance there's not any all this funding there's not like man this guy is doing the deal 
Okay. And, and, and yeah, go ahead, okay, Todd, because Todd, I know you came you came from this. Well, I just yeah, and I, and I had a question like you know, so yeah. with your like, do you, is there a structured program? So for those that don't know about your about Sammy's mission, do you have a structured program that coincides with you know, obviously, you know, you, you said you have guys that are working and that have means for transportation. So whether that's a uh, a twelve step meeting or you know, do you have do you have something that so so people could know how like your program actually works as far as so, aside from the housing end of it so we i don't actually have my own program what we do is use uh, 12 steps either celebrate recovery they're required to go to two meetings a, a, a week okay. and i love aa you know what yeah. i mean I, I encourage them to go to aa and and 12 steps recovery and get a mentor and go through these steps you know what i mean yeah we're faith Base celebrate recovery is all about Jesus and the twelve steps. The twelve steps works. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. That's no, what sorry. that's what that's what you implement in your program. It helps mm-hmm. guys. And I and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. Um, years ago, I remember. I don't know if you ever, if you ever ran into Pat Edwards, but she was the drug court lady for years. And I remember you. Do, I, I bet you do because I think you. Would. Anyway, we <laughs> I've were, heard her name. I've never. I've, I've, well, yeah. and what I was what I was going to tell you though is I remember sitting in her office and she said to me, uh, "Mike, what you are doing is is phenomenal." And I thought, well, I'm, you know, I've just got a house and, you know, transportation. She's like, if you have, if you've created a clean, safe place for these men, you are, you have done something fantastic. And then the other thing she told me, she said, and if you got transportation, you're taking them back and forth to jobs. You are really, you are really doing something. So David, you really are doing something. You know, I, I hate to hear this thing. Well, it's just a recovery house and getting them jobs. No, this is this is a huge, huge deal. It really is what what you are doing, and you and 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 you didn't start this with state and federal funds, and you didn't have a big. I mean, you started this with your own money. You went and and I know when you first started because we met, and you kind of yeah. yeah, you kind of. You rented the first house, and you know we talked, and I said, "Made sure you had the locks on," and we went over there, and it was, and I and I was really, um, I, I liked it. It was it was very clean. You know, they had a washer and dryer in there. They had a nice kitchen. Um, you know, refrigerator. Listen, this this is, and I, that's what I want people to know is that this is this is something that is really really wonderful in this community that you're doing i mean seriously but and and i do want to ask you this if 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 some money came along (laughs) okay if some funding came along whether it's state federal um uh whatever it may be where could you fill in some gaps what are some services that you think would help you I, I, like you like you need vans you need drivers right like let me yeah, like let that, me that would be that would be huge that would Go be ahead, huge. but no what i wanted to ask you because this is something that we're kind of tinkering around with and trying to do some things 
like if you could have like we have these trained peer support like i'm getting ready to do my peer support training again i took it in 2015 but long story short i didn't get state certified but if we had like these peer support folks that could come in and work shifts and maybe help drive people maybe supervise people i see you lighten up a little bit there (laughs) Yeah, we could use some help but, like but, that. Yeah, or or like like have a meeting, like you said. You like AA? Cool. Yeah. Have an AA a award, or have I don't care. Have an all rec- a lot of them are in all recovery meetings and so forth. If you could have like maybe a little team of peer support folks that could support you, so now you can go out. Unfortunately, you got to work a job and do this. Right. Or wouldn't it be? Or let me let me just throw this at you, because I never made a living at it. I don't mind saying it. If you, if you don't believe me, you can you can look it up on the secretary of state. You can look up how much I made. And yeah. so wouldn't it be wonderful if like you could just like make a decent halfway decent living and work with these guys every day? Yeah, could that's you, my goal. Could you could you could you imagine that? Because mm-hmm. I listen to you, and you have so much to offer. And for you, it's faith based, and that's great. And, and you could have Bible studies with them. I mean, yeah. wouldn't that be wonderful if we could take individuals like you and pay them? I don't know. I don't know. Thirty five, forty five grand a year, mm-hmm. right? And maybe have some peer support helping you, and the peer support folks could actually drive the vans, and you could get people back and forth to their. Because, but here's another thing that I ran into, David. You do you struggle to get them back and forth? A lot of them have like mental health issues and and medical issues. Do you struggle to get them back and forth and get them to that stuff? So, uh, not necessarily. The, the one thing I'm struggling with now is uh, the help C and getting treatment for that. That's one of the things that uh, we need to... I need a pen. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's uh, something that I'm dealing with now with guys. See, I, I, I've done my hep C treatment when I was at Overcomers. They offered it, and I don't know where to get it. I know it was like 50-something thousand dollars for a six-week treatment. And Okay, I want you to stop right there. Todd, I want, I, that right there was significant. That right there is what the folks at the state need to be hearing. That right there is exactly the things that we need to be going out and talking to people that do what he does. Because he just taught me something. He just told me that what they need is support with hep C. So imagine this. Imagine if David could make a halfway decent living, maybe he could get a peer support salary to work with them Every to work with them every day to actually go in and do his Bible studies and do the things or his 12, whatever it may be, or to have classes or whatever, or to have peer support. And then he sat here and told me that, that they need help with Hep C. That's I'd rather get them help with Hep C than worry about me, mate. You know, what and, I mean? I, and I believe that, but 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 believe me, you down the road, David. <laughs> Because will kill you if you don't get a treatment. It will, and I and I'm going to tell you something. I I I want to talk to Mark Burroughs about this because I know that they there is testing for. So what you're saying is you need testing for Hep C. No, I got guys in there now that's got Hep C, and they need treatment for Hep C. 
So is it that is that that that's that's very good information, and I'm going to yeah, pass. As a that matter of fact, I just met with a guy over there earlier, and he's a young kid, 26 mm-hmm. years old, and he's got Hep C, and he's letting it worry him to death. And we're we're trying to find places that could. You know, it's hard to get free treatment when you got an income, but the guy's only making sixteen. I mean, he's making sixteen to seventeen dollars an hour. Yeah, you can't afford Hep C treatment. I can't remember. I don't want to. I don't want to spout off something that's not true. Uh, uh, Mark Burroughs could help us with it because they. They, but wouldn't it be good? Okay, think about this. If we could implement this in recovery housing, for first and foremost, we should have naloxone in every recovery house. Well, I've got that from you, <laughs> right? And and listen, I, and and I know that you believe that. Okay, but if we if yeah. we have naloxone in every house, we have peer support people in every house, and we have Hep C and HIV testing in every house, and we have access to treatment. That's and, and that is why we need to be sitting down and figuring all this about. Listen, I, I really believe that we need to have a certifications process. I get all that, but it doesn't matter as long when we have people dying, overdosing in recovery housing, and we have people that can't get help for Hep C. I think we have some things that are more pressing. Would you agree with that, David? I totally. Yes, yes. The Hep C thing's a big concern of mine right now, Mike. Okay, and I appreciate you bringing that up because I'm going to be frank with you. That has not been on my radar. Yeah, I think that you know, with all the show the shows that we've done now, I think this is probably the first that you and I have actually yeah had, that we've you know had a dialogue with any of the guests that you know has concerned that. So definitely worth talking to Davis about. Definitely, uh, absolutely. Department of, of Alcohol so. and Other Drug Abuse Services. Do you hear us? <laughs> and and listen and 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 shout out to them because David, they want to hear stuff like that. I think we've got some really great advocates over there right now. That's um, awesome. I, I think we do. We've got a couple of recovery coordinators um, that are there, and I think they are they are fantastic advocates. And this is definitely one of, one of there's. I think the thing again, the thing that we got to be doing. Is we've got to have naloxone. We've got to have um, Hep's, the Hep C testing and the hep, and some kind of treatment for that. I think that's a great start, and it's people like you that can put that on our radar, right? Because we've got to get this All to right. we've got to get this to the folks that can make the decision. Because I'm going to tell you something. We keep hearing that there's a lot of money coming down from the Biden administration. We keep hearing this that it's and that this money is supposed to come to the actual actual recovery services, direct recovery services. What are recovery services? Re- recovery community organizations, which have peer support folks that meet people, you know where they're at. Um, you're talking about um, harm reduction. Uh, you know the things that Mark Burroughs is doing out there, the giving out of naloxone, which actually fits more in prevention, but it's still it needs to be funded. Like it's a big like we all need to be working together. And then the critical services that you and your wife, and I say your wife because she's a part of this too. She's she's 
She's supporting you. She's encouraging you and she's supporting you. I never would have been able to do this as long as I did without Renee Todd, without my yeah, wife. She's the backbone of Sammy's she, she is mission. The, I'm I, I, I know that she's the backbone of Sammy's mission. And we're going we're gonna to talk about Mandy a little bit here in a minute. But mm-hmm. but the point I'm trying to make is this is fantastic information. I want to continue to communicate with you. I want you to We want to have some open dialogues, um, but I know that one of the things that when we have the harm reduction bus out there, I know that I think that there's some way, again, I'm going to have to get with these folks, Todd, but there's some way to get, you've really got me fired up about that, putting that up on my radar. How? Let me ask you this. So you've answered some questions, okay, Biden administration funding, some of these things. You've answered some questions of where we can fit in some gaps, okay? And I can tell you that as I talk to other recovery housing operators, other housing operators, we are hearing the same things. We are hearing the same things. So we've got to pursue this, and we've got to get help and funding and for you to be able to do what you're doing. How can the community help? I mean... Let's get you some. I mean, I don't know. I will say this. I want to say this, and we were talking. We may get into this, but um, the podcast, what Todd does. Um, listen, I, I want to tell you. I mean, we want to. If you have a fundraiser or an event, please let us know. Okay, we we're gonna get into that sooner soon. You know, the <laughs> fundraising and anything like that. Um, so, I mean, is that is that something you guys are currently doing right now? Like, I know so, for I'm I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I don't know. Uh, t- we haven't did any type of like we did like a fundraiser on Facebook right. or something like that, and it, it went well. You know, we've had a few private donors that mm-hmm. that sh- showed us love and got a couple of churches that gives you know gives monthly donations and stuff like that but and, and I we, know, we're, we're gonna start looking into doing some fundraising i mean i know sure. these i know these may sound like kind of like small things but there's like there's another recovery organization in pennsylvania that i work with mm-hmm. um that you know i've been i've been working with them for a couple of years and uh you know some of the things that they do just for like the seasonal fundraisers during the year and I, now obviously everybody does giving tuesday with a hope mm-hmm. and a prayer that they're going to get it matched that they never do because it's never you know it's always gone before before that comes to that but like like, like the chicken barbecue fundraisers, uh, you know, like, you know, getting a hold of like some of the local bakeries doing like, you know, those small, like I know, I mean, it, it's, it's aggravating to be honest with you because Mike actually said it at the very beginning, we're back to doing bake sales and cook, you know, and, you know, I can't, you know, and a lot of mean, but one of the things that they've done is, um, they partnered with, with a local library up there. And so mm-hmm. they have like a canned food drive that'll help out with the houses, but but at the same time, they actually go in, have a public setting where they can actually interact with the community. So they actually make, uh, or not make, but they actually have their residents from their men's and women's program uh, involved within the fundraisers themselves. So the community can help see, you know, see right. that. Right. They want to they want to see the fruit of it, see right. what's coming, the good right. coming out of so, it. So, I mean, is, is that something you think that you may be looking like something along those lines? Is that what you were already thinking in your head? head yes sir we want to get the guys involved i'm like people i when we first started this i'd go to these churches and events and speak 
I don't even do that no more. I'll get up and introduce the guys. That's going. Some of the guys in the program are are in our houses is going to speak due to speaking now. You know what I mean? Well, People know my story. I want them to tell their story. Well, and, and I'm on your and I'm on your website. And so you know, obviously, I mean, under the other under the about us, uh, you know, you have what others say about us, and, you're, and it's uh, testimonies or testimonials. So um, you know, you have a you have a nice picture there of. Uh, unfortunately i should have gotten that before we started up so i could show it but um i mean you have a small group of you know uh, probably about 15 15 people there with you and so um as far as because you're faith-based so do you do a lot with that when you do have the public engagements with having the residents or those that have successfully come through your program do you do you how how does the community find out about about that person that portion of it so when we do go out we do events and me and my wife we we take them all i mean most (laughs) of the guys like we went through a, a kid's they we got invited to a kids event down home where I'm from the uh, church put on and there was hundreds of people there and the guys got up and give their testimonies we helped serve food we going next weekend to do the same thing you know just get them involved with the community and let the community see what we doing and not only that like a lot of people addictions touched everybody's life i don't care who you are they don't discriminate you either got a niece nephew sister brother somewhere down the line and we just want to give them hope that hey if their kid or whatever's out there still struggling there is hope look at these guys you know what i mean and but yeah that's we do we we do a lot with the with the the community and getting the guys involved with them for sure and that's you know? the, and that's the thing, man. I mean, as far as as far as we're concerned, I mean, Todd and I and, and what we do here and everything. Listen, if faith based or twelve step based or you know whatever, it, it, we don't care as long as these guys are getting better. We want to support it, you know. And that's yeah, and, and, yeah. And I, you, you can't put recovery in no box. No, I got friends that I got friends that went through. AA, uh, different programs, and yeah. they still sober, five or six years sober. Right. But I, I, what my heart is in is Jesus saved me, and that's what I believe in. And sure. You know, it's hard to it's hard to show other people uh, how to recover if you didn't recover that way. You know what I mean? That's yeah, but, and and yeah. That, absolutely, and that was you know it's got to be your vision and what you right. do, <laughs> and and you know and and. And I can tell you, you are you're doing it well. Um, let me ask you this, and and I and I got this. So, your wife Mandy. Okay, mm-hmm. we got to talk about her because, like you said, she is the backbone of this. How much does it mean? Um, I know how much it meant to me. My wife, I'm, I don't mind telling you, my wife propped me up, propped my butt up financially for ten years, <laughs> which was which was part of the reason I was like, you know, I got to kind of give this up because she, that woman never complained. I don't, I, she didn't complain one day. That's Mandy back there dealing with the dog. <laughs> Hold on, let me. It's all, it's you got him, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, it's okay, man. It's just listen. But go ahead. But no, what does it mean to have a wife like Mandy that like stands by you when you do this? I mean, share with us a little bit about her. 
it's amazing, man. It may, uh, you know, she didn't come from a background that I come from, two totally different backgrounds. And, you know, uh, she met me, and I was living in a transition house. I've which, been there a year and a half. <laughs> which, which, so uh, that is, that's interesting. So she, you had lived there for a year and a half when you met Mandy? You, yeah, you I was were, living there when I met her, and we started dating. And um, I, I moved out the day I got married. And amazing. Amazing. Yeah, but um, it's, it's been amazing. So I got out of there. I went back to work. Uh, got a good job offer project manager out at BMW for a big company from Germany. But, uh, I was involved with another guy asked me to help out with another re- transitional recovery house, whatever it was. And, uh, my heart wasn't in it. I didn't, uh, I just didn't agree with what was going on. And so I, I got out and um, my wife knew that I wanted to do that. And we was sitting, I'm looking at the kitchen table now and um, mm-hmm. we were sitting there in November and she looked at me and she's like, you're done talking about it. We're going to do it. Nice. She said, we're going to do it. <laughs> so she filed for the five. On, she did all this herself. She <laughs> did. So, so here's my wife's story. Okay. So, I, I, so I guess it was, I just got the building over there that you and I used to meet over there. Um, yeah. I started out with just like you did with a few houses. And then I, I got this building. As soon as I bought the building, I'll never forget it. I got down. I think I had $14 and some odd cent. This is, I'm not kidding you in my I'll bank, in my bank account. And both of the vans, one of them, one of them blew up. The engine blew up, and then the other van broke down. Two, so I had two broke down vans and fourteen dollars and ninety three cent. This was in two thousand thirteen. I was sitting at my kitchen table, crying, literally crying. She walked in, and I had my head on the table. And she said, "What?" And I said, "I'm done." I said, "I got fourteen dollars." I said. I just signed, you know, I've just, uh, I think at the time I had leased the place, I said, I just, I just leased this place. Uh, I think it was like $2,000 a month or whatever. And I was like, I'm done. There's no way that there's no way possible that I can go forward with $14 and 90 something cent in the bank. And she looked at me and she said, Mike, God called you to do this. And she and this is exactly what she said. Do you know people with money? And I looked and I said, yeah, I said, I guess I do. And she said, humble yourself and pick up the phone and call them. And I did. I picked up the phone and I called like I started out with one of my buddies, <laughs> yeah. you know, that I grew up with, lives in Atlanta and he, you know, he does well. He's in, in the mortgage business. And I called a few people and I raised nine hundred and something dollars. And then here's the fun. Here's here's the, here's another thing. I went and picked up this guy at a hospital, I'll never forget it, at St. Francis Hospital. And he turned out to be a long-lost cousin of mine, but guess what he was, David? What? A mechanic. <laughs> and he worked on that. <laughs> Praise God for that. Huh? Yeah. So, and that's why I wanted to, I noticed that because when I remember when you first opened your house, because I always watch this stuff, you know, and I'm like, 
you know, and I'm like watching everybody and I watched her and she walked through the house and she showed the washer and dryer and how nice the house was and everything. So we want to, yeah, go ahead, Todd, but we want to give a shout out to Mandy. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, you know, so since Mike just shared a divine intervention <laughs> moment, you know, could you give us an example, David, of something, maybe not necessarily like that, but something where you, something happened that you absolutely knew that it was a divine intervention that there's no other way that this would have, you know, that's, that's affected yeah. you being able to operate the program you have there. Uh, yeah, uh, it's all God, but I can tell you, um, so the first struggle was, is getting a house. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can. We yeah. can hear you very okay. well. Thank you. The, the first struggle was finding a piece of property, <laughs> a house that somebody would allow me to lease, you know, um, called every project man- management people I know, and once I said um, a recovery house, they was like, "Oh, we don't do drugs and alcohol on our property." I was like, "Did you hear what I said? There's a it's a recovery house." But um, anyway, <laughs> I've, I've been searching for a house. We put this little bit of money into uh, savings account, open up a Sammy's Mission account, and um, I was working a shutdown at BMW, and I worked. Uh, I worked six weeks straight with one day off, seven to 16, 17 hours a day. I had Christmas day off and we was in the process of looking for a house. And the, this guy called me and he's like, all right, um, I got a house for you. Um, do you want it? <laughs> and at the time I couldn't, I couldn't move no furniture in or nothing. I told my wife, we got to get it. She's like, how are you going to get it? You're working 20 hours a day. You know what I mean? It seems like just take a breath, relax. We didn't have, we didn't even have the money in the thing to get the. We'd had to pull it out our savings to to get the house. You know what I'm saying? I do. We didn't. And um, I don't know, man. Just through prayer, and I remember, I right then I said, okay, I'm not gonna get that house. I had a piece about it, and as soon as I finished that shutdown, the floodgates opened somehow. We had a few thousand dollars in our account to get the house with. And I don't know, that was just a, a big eye-opening moment for me, just trusting God in the process and not wanting to do what I wanted to do right then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just wait. And that was huge for me. Is, David, now, is that the house that I didn't mean? But is that the house that I walked through with you? That was your first house. That was, a, that was because the first one. I remember what the conversations we would have um, because I ran into this back in 2012, 11, 12, when I first started doing I had a couple of communities that tried to run me, just tried to run me out of neighborhoods. And so yeah. the one thing is you would call me <laughs> and you'd yeah. say, tell me about them fair housing laws again. And I would go through the fair housing laws with you and how Ruth uh, Ginsburg was, was instrumental in Passing the fair housing laws, which states that we, we that alcohol addicts and alcoholics can live together as a family because you were worried they, they have the same. In other words, they have the same rights as a as a family, you know. Yeah. And it, we, it, we had a deal with that. We had a, uh, one one of the houses was too close to one another. We the, the guy that the second house we got. He met with us and he'd seen what we was doing. He was like, look, the owner of the house said, I'm. All in. I'm gonna buy the house across the street, and y'all can do that one too. And um, come to find out, uh, they was too close together. 
Yeah, they had to be a quarter mile apart, and I had to meet with the zoning department. But praise God, we worked everything out. I shut it down immediately and got another house. And, you know, we keep six guys yeah. in each house because I don't want to get no right, right. With the zoning department. But yeah. yeah, I'm glad you told me that because that gave me a peace of mind. I told my wife, I know Mike Todd knows what they're talking about. <laughs> you called me up and you said, look, I'm having this problem. I said, uh-oh. I said, yeah. because I know where that zoning problem came from. It came it came from uh, 2010-11 kind of thing where this guy uh, back in back there, he bought like, I think it was eight houses side by side by side by side. And he threw the fair housing laws at him, but he wasn't very nice to the county. And the county said, "Okay, so we'll we'll put this in zoning. So now we'll shut you down that way, you know. But anyway, but that's that literally I can tell you where that what program that came from. But I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I talked me off the ledge with that one. (laughs) uh, Oh, I remember. I remember that day you called me. You're like, man, you know, in in, panicking, panicking. But everything. Listen, everything is working out for you and and if if there's one thing listen i want you to know i'm here for you you know that and renee i i I want her to see this because it this is a lot of similarities it really is i mean the starting with nothing i can tell we started we had 150 something dollars in the bank david and i tell you when i didn't have i didn't have any transportation and i had worked with this guy and he had old bombed out chrysler rust bucket or some kind of thing with a donut donut tire on it and i called him up and i said how much can i hey man will you sell me that car and he says yeah i'll sell it to you for a hundred i swear a hundred and fifty dollars i had a hundred and fifty dollars in the bank that's what you had (laughs) that's exactly you can ask renee todd that is exactly what i had in the bank and i'm going to tell you something man you know when god gets in this thing there ain't no stopping it there's hey, no, hey, there's I'm no a, stopping it. Absolutely. That, and the other thing, yes, sir. And the other thing is when you got, when you've got a wife like you have that'll stand by you and support you like Mandy does, you're going to be all right. Okay. I mean, maybe about 10 or 20 years from now, you'll be like, all right, Mike, I'm burnt out. I'm ready to, maybe we'll start, <laughs> we'll start a consulting business or something. We don't know where this housing thing's going to go. But listen, I want to say this kind of as we wrap it up. Um, very proud of you. The old man's proud of you. I, re- I, I that. really that a lot coming from you, but. Well, and 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 thank you so so much. And Todd, you got anything you want to say to this gentleman? Yeah. So David, um, and you know, as we're landing the plane, you know, <laughs> I, I did want to ask you. Now, obviously, we've been running banners and everything, you know, at the bottom of the page you yeah. know, throughout the show. Uh, but we do also have this as an audio format. So if anyone w- would like to contact Sammy's mission or find out more about them, could you actually tell uh, our prospective audience that's going to be listening to this after the fact how they could okay. actually get in contact and, and, and how they could help support uh, the wonderful program that you have there? Yeah, you can just contact me through my phone number that's on our website. My phone is 843-898-3907 or dcarson at sammysmission.org. 
Okay. And, and then, know, any, any monetary donations, anything, <laughs> be, yeah. be, be incredible. Yeah. Know? And yeah. so if anyone, if anyone is listening uh, and, and not, you know, watching the actual live feed replay, um, it's sammysmission.org backslash donate. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also, if you wanted to learn more about the program, you can go to www.sammysmission.org. And uh, as, as David said there, you can, you know, you can also call the number 843-898-3907. So, yeah, and I also want to say, like, if anybody needs help getting into treatment or anything like that, just pick up the phone and call us, man. We try to we try to do that also, you know. And what and as far I, as and as far as treatment, what do you do? I got plugged. I'm plugged in with some pretty good faith-based treatment centers, and <laughs> all I got to do is pick the phone up. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you do. And I'm blessed to be able to do that. You know, you, what I, mean? I notice I, you do that locally, and, and yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's, this you, right here in Greenville. It's a yeah. local. One, one, if you call yeah, David one, about treatment, it's local. Um, yeah. he, he, he runs a lot of folks. He, he, he runs a lot of guys through, uh, overcomers. And then after mm-hmm. they do overcomers, he, he, um, supports them with transitional housing. So, you know, he, so overcomers, they have their transitional, housing. they do have That's some transitional I, yeah, housing yeah, they too. Do, but, yeah. um, the other programs that we deal with, they don't, you know, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Call thank me you if you need anything. We're going to continue to do this. And I'm going to, I want to say this is share this out because one of the things we want to do this year, Todd and I talk, one of the initiatives that we want to do is we want to get, especially these housing operators, these folks like you that are doing this, we want to get them on the podcast, get them out here. Rome wasn't building a day. We don't have a, you don't have all these. I get it. We got what, four people up there and a couple of hearts, but listen, let's share this out. Let's sure. continue to do this. And Todd, beautiful Askham Studios, you did another great job tonight. We appreciate you. We love you. And Todd, what a, Todd has a wonderful family. I'm going to tell you that too. So take us out. This is Mike Todd with the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association. I would like to thank Challenges Inc., the Recovery Advocacy Project, and the Clinton Foundation for helping us get Naloxone to all recovery houses in South Carolina.